Night is over and winter has come and gone. Game of Thrones came to its conclusion this past summer with many surprising twists. Jon Snow being a Targaryen was pointless, the Night King dies with one quick stab, Cersei and Jaime die by rocks, and Bran, out of all people, is King of Westeros. In this episode, we'll analyze all the things that went right and wrong in this final song of ice and fire. I'm Jose Lopez, and this is Nerdcraft Nation. has ended but the story goes on on this week's episode we'll share our thoughts on the last season of game of thrones reflect on the show's legacy share our thoughts on what we would have done differently what we hope to see from the novels and the prequel spin-offs and our reactions to how well the show did at the emmys i'm jose lopez i'll be your host for this episode and with me as always we have austin hall hello brandon kessley hey everybody and chris walker hey hey all right, thanks for being here, gentlemen. So let's get right to it and stick with a pointy end by sharing our thoughts on what we thought about the last season of Game of Thrones and the show's legacy. Chris, Only let's start off with end. you. Yeah, stick with a pointy end, Chris. <laughs> uh, that, that was funnier than I thought it was going to land. Jose, always with the delivery. That's what I always say. Yeah, this wasn't like the worst last season of television I've ever seen, but like, it just it starts out really well the first episode is actually one of my favorite episodes of game of thrones of all time although my favorite episode is the red wedding episode so you can see about my psyche from there but uh yeah it starts out really well you see that a lot of these characters have grown and then you get to the battle of no light that you nobody could see which (laughs) i think somehow has an emmy nomination and it kind of it doesn't really fall apart from there just like slow drags into self-combusting from there and it's mainly just the story like everything is very rushed everything just happens chaotically a little bit Daenerys is like psychotic I guess I don't know how we get to that conclusion like she's a terrible leader and she occasionally shows like a little bit of a bloodlust but like it's not full-on I'm gonna take over this land that I've wanted this entire time and then I'm gonna kill everybody level yeah and it's just the little things like that that show this weird inattention to detail maybe Wise and Benoff were just working on whatever show they're doing for Netflix like hardcore yeah. at that point but like I, honest to God, it just took me out of it. Like, I remember re-watching that last episode two times just so I could write a review of the last season and just being like, this makes no damn sense. And I'm not even going to get into the brain of it all, but like, what the fuck, brain? <laughs> what the actual <laughs> fuck? Like, yep. seriously, you saw this coming and you still rode with it and you were like, I'm going to be king. So I just got to ride this one out, you guys. Just going to ride this one out, dog. I'm going to just ascend to the throne and it'll all young be Simba. fine. Young Simba. <laughs> Fuck just young Simba. Uh, this motherfucker just couldn't nope. wait to be king. Just could not. Well, no, he could wait. He could wait <laughs> oh, until actually, yeah. the perfect timing. <laughs> he literally waited until the right time. He literally waited until the last possible minute to just like, be like, all right. Why do you think yeah, I came I all this way, you guys? Come on. 
come on but at least the at least this last season had enough memes to like keep my attention yeah like macy williams said i'm just here for the memes i'm just here for the memes how does it affect your view of the show as a whole now chris given how things ended i mean great shows end horribly sometimes see the sopranos like it's very rare that any show really lives long enough to die a hero rather than to die the villain but honestly i it doesn't really damper my view of the show i still think that this is one of the greatest shows in television history i just think that we deserved a better ending than we got the show went off of the books for a good amount of time and then when they got ahead of the books they had to do what they had to do so television rolls on while george rr R. martin just sits on his hands and waits for them to get numb yeah for his writing, own reasons yeah writing spin-off novels and doing other and shit video games yeah that's the joke i was making yep <laughs> that is clearly the joke i was making he is making video games not winking at the computers at all no 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 but honestly like i wish that this season took more of like like there was enough fan service that it's clear that they really did think about the fans at different points but there's also there's not enough of like the development that you got from the show from the beginning although it's really nice to see sansa and all the um god damn it i can never remember their fucking names it's the great Stark to see siblings? the Stark siblings okay. all grow and to actually develop into real people, except for Bran. Bran just becomes more of a ghost as he goes on. <laughs> hey, ghost is accounted for. It's my good friend. to yeah, ghost is accounted for. I know, but still, it's also good that you get to see ghost. Yeah, he got his good boy pet. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who, who else. Tyrion, honestly, Tyrion is my favorite character in all of television just because he honestly is brilliant, but this last season kind of just gave him comeuppance for sometimes just thinking a little too far ahead of himself, and it was rightly deserved. Cersei deserved more to do instead of just standing in a tower collecting $1 million an episode, so it is what it is. And Brienne deserved better than just being left by Jamie for his sister. Yep. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what the lesson is. The white man always wins. And, <laughs> um, you know, never betray a redhead. <laughs> yep. Damn. But yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> I, right. I have many a hot take that I'm saving, and this blatantly is about the last season of the show's legacy, so I'm going to save that for later. All right. Austin, let's give us your thoughts on last season. I think that when David Benioff and D.B. Weiss originally approached George R.R. Martin to do the show, they assumed that by the time the ending was going to come, George R.R. Martin would have finished the story, which frankly is a fair assumption, considering the fact that he was several books in before they even started, and by the time we got to here, he could have finished it. He probably knows that. George R.R. Martin I'm talking about. He probably knows he could have finished it and got lazy and didn't want to, I guess. And I think by the time the creators of the show realized that Martin wasn't going to finish the story, I think they shit themselves and were like, this is not an adaptation anymore. This is a creation of ours. And they panicked, which is understandable. And they tried to get out with as little mistakes as possible. But, you know, they shit the bed. I mean... They had, like what Chris said, one of the greatest shows ever created. It was setting up to be one of the greatest endings ever. And it ended in the most underwhelming and infuriating way you could possibly end the show. To have Bran, the least interesting character in the entire show, become the king. I don't know what to say about that. I don't care if that was the plan or or not, but my... 
my friend, you didn't you didn't earn it. You didn't earn making Bran the king. After all of this, after all of this, all of these seasons, the fanfare, it's Bran. It's Bran. <laughs> it's fucking Bran. I have a really weird theory about that, and it kind of plays into the entire Sansa taking the North and being like, we're our own kingdom, fuck you, Bran. But uh, it felt like they wanted to drop one last surprise on everybody just to have one last surprise. Hmm. It still doesn't make it a good surprise, though. Yeah, but it's a surprise, isn't it? It's like <laughs> finding mean... out you're five months pregnant and you don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> Sorry. <Whoa. laughs> Sorry, just like, what a surprise, I know. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> Who would have seen that one coming? <sighs> Gotta hit him with another one. Another one. <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, out of all the twists they could have pulled, yeah, Bran ended up as king was probably the most underwhelming. But hey, we didn't see it coming. <laughs> well, that that is true. It's almost like the equivalent of your parents are hyping you up for this awesome birthday gift that they're going to get you. And then it sucks. Like it's as an adult, it's fine. But as a little kid, you're getting socks for your birthday. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Alright, was there something else? Is there something besides the socks? No, this is it? Fuck, okay. No Lego Death Star. Oh shit. <laughs> I will go on record saying that I have a winter birthday, so socks is actually a pretty good gift. Well, I feel like that's now it is, but like when you were very little and you wanted a Lego Death Star, if you had gone into socks, fair point. That would have been pretty disappointing. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. his point right there. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, if, like now as an adult, yeah, socks are great, awesome. Like, I probably need more, but. As a kid, you're waiting for that Lego Death Star, Lego Hogwarts, or something like that. A new uh, Smash Brothers. You're getting socks. It's like, oh. If there's ever a point in time in my life where I'd rather have socks as a gift instead of a Lego Star Wars Death Star, please kill me. Damn. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Done. That's Uh, on record. All right. Yep, it's on record. I've already said I'll do it. (laughs) Well, then. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. Brandon, do you want to go in on your thoughts? <laughs> oh, this is an interesting time to go in on thoughts right now. <laughs> we're a very dark crowd right now today, aren't we? Oh, man. It's the theme of the, of, the, of the series we're talking about, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, so let's go. That's, that's why. <laughs> Having had several months to really sit on it, and while I have not watched it again, I did do that thing where as the episodes were airing, I would watch it live and then I would watch the rerun at 11 or so after Barry. So I've seen at least this entire season, all the episodes twice. I feel like, one, the show was in decline for the last few seasons. And it it wasn't like a terrible show, but you could see a noticeable change in the pacing. And that by the time we got to this season, I felt that I got to see everything that I wanted way sooner than I wanted to see it. It felt that the show should have continued a little longer, even if it may have been past the will or the capacity of Benioff and Weiss. And it kind of showed where the main strength of the series was the production value and the acting and not necessarily the writing and the plotting. I mean, you had characters teleporting all over the place for several seasons where certain trips would take two or three episodes for someone to get a certain place, and it's more about the journey than it is the destination. Once you pass the books and you pass season six, you go to seven and eight, and you're just like, all right, fuck continuity. We're just going to teleport over the place. You're going to have someone going from King's Landing all the way to freaking, uh, where where are the Martells from? Dorne in like the same episode. And it's just like, what? Dorne, yep. It's like, what, what is this, some Dragon Ball Z level shit? I didn't realize this was modern day Europe where you could just get on a plane yeah. for 50 bucks and wind up somewhere in two yeah, hours. It, it was it was wild. That being said, I didn't think the season was 
god-awful. I just thought that the pacing was off and the writing was off. And again, because you're seeing things quicker than you anticipated, you don't really get to enjoy what's going on. I wanted to see Daenerys's descent into madness. That's something that could have been drawn upon for a whole season in and of itself. I don't fully hate the brand thing. It sounds wild. I mean, maybe it's because we share a name, but all that aside, it felt like they wanted to do something with Bran, and it didn't pan out on screen, but I feel like there would be no point in having all that focus on Bran if he wasn't important in the end, and so they kind of sidelined him and benched him in the season just for him to come back literally in the end and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm King, bitch. Make him the guy that carries, like... Make him the knowledge guy. Give him the job that Samuel Tarly got. Like, that would fit him so well. He'd yeah, probably be probably. great at it. It probably would have been great. Yeah. He'd be great as Master of Whispers. Also that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The guy can literally... Yeah. yeah. He knows everything. Like, he's, he's like the perfect Dr. Guy. Manhattan without the blue, you know, everything, really. Yeah, basically. But make him and Sansa dual kings of the North. <laughs> that would also work. But yeah, again, just a lot of things that seemed either out of character or plot-induced stupidity, especially in the case of Tyrion. And Varys, really. Plot-induced stupidity for them both. Yeah, yeah. Varys gets himself killed. Yeah. yeah. Also, the whole thing with Littlefinger as well, but that's a, that's last season, so... It's wild, because I've been watching the show for years. First caught it in 2012, I want to say. Right before season two aired. Was watching it from the first season-ish caught it and they was just like oh wait it's over they're like no nah, it's not coming back until april i was like what do you mean april <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got the same yeah. feeling too like oh wait i just caught up and it's like oh shit i have to wait a whole year the wait for this season was probably the longest it was like a year i think plus. that's actually the most infuriating part we actually yeah. waited two years we, for a really disappointing season i think i think yeah that, yeah that also like yeah adds to i the think stain. that just added the insult to injury kind of throwing salt in the wound there Again, I don't think the season is god-awful, but you can notice the difference in the writing. Starbucks cups aside, it was just a different season. Yeah. Water bottles, Water bottles too. too. Yep. Yeah. I got into, like, a mini debate with a friend of mine about the last season, and it's... I don't know if he listens to the show or not. I'll find out. But, um... He went and he watched the entire like series because he was in a hospital bed for an extended period all throughout and he watched it all into season eight and then watched like the last episode just like live there and he loved it. He loved how the last season went. I think that that's like kind of a difference because you kind of just get the connective tissue so it just runs together a lot more fluidly but if you've got like a gap of time between like seasons you're not going to remember as much but even then you do see his distinct criticism was of Daenerys and Daenerys's descent into madness and like how there was a lot of what do you call it foreshadowing foreshadowing into that thank you and there's foreshadowing but there's also forgetting that the foreshadowing happened long before and just rushing back to what you've already seen four seasons ago in some cases and like how it's going to appear at this point. Honestly, you do see Daenerys grow. You see her learn from past mistakes and you see her actually become not a greatly better human being, but like better enough that she shows mercy at times. But I think that she just goes way off the reins and you kind of just even if you watch the entire series through you still can kind of say that is one rush jump to crazy yeah, town which is wild yep. considering like if we think at all of all the examples where she burned people or wanted to burn people outside of her burning the prisoners of war they're not usually people who aren't opposed to her right because what she did in king's landing 
if we want to equivocate what she did in marine or what she did to the witch who killed Kyle Drogo and her baby that was retribution it's not necessarily right but you can understand it and it's making a clear distinction between okay this is someone who betrayed me and this is retribution this is vengeance when it comes yeah. when it came to the yeah. slavers in marine it's like oh yeah they were slavers and then she freed the slaves only to have them you know be her personal army but that's a different story <clears throat> but then when you get to like the battle of I forget what that battle was when she fights against Cersei's army, when she fights Bronn and Tyrion and not Tyrion. I think Tyrion had already joined them. When she fights against Bronn and Jamie and them. Yeah, Bronn. Yeah, and then that battle where, you know, they they have the the giant ballistas and she comes in and she just like burns them and then they surrender. And then when like person refuses to bend the knee, she burns them. And then that ends up being Sam's family. That's definitely too far. And that's something we could acknowledge. But it's still doesn't make sense for her to like go from that to then suddenly just burning down the city of people who did literally nothing to her at all there's usually something that's yeah. like right there in the story even if they had done something a little different for example because the bells were ringing and they had surrendered and she's just like no i'm just gonna kill everybody because reasons usually they do something to provoke it at that point like the bells were ringing everyone had you know quote had surrendered and then they're just like yeah no we're not gonna accept any surrender they're just we're just gonna kill them all because reasons again they killed Missande, so we're just going to kill everybody now. It doesn't matter that this is what I spent my entire life trying to, to sit on this throne. We're going to start it new. Yeah, and, and not to be an asshole. She loved Masande and everything like that, but the show kind of just uses her as a device as it goes on, and she's just a reason to go after yeah. this. And that's literally yeah. what her burning down the city makes Absolutely. it look like. Like, I just wanted a reason to do this, and Masande is just used Absolutely. for that, so... Yeah, pretty much. This isn't a WWE match. <laughs> you have to have exactly. a reason. You can't just have an announcer going, Oh, I can't believe she did that! Or something. I don't know. I don't watch enough WWE. But I think you get my gist. It's gotta be a better scripted reason than just, You killed my translator. Oh no! <laughs> That's the heel turn. That's what turns yeah, her seriously. into a villain. Yeah, I totally agree. For me, I agree with all the points that you guys made. It kind of seemed like this season was just all over the place. Again, like with Danny's heel turn, like, again, like Brandon just mentioned, we've seen hints of like her leaning more towards that dictatorship kind of style, but it was always like earned like it was because somebody wronged her somebody betrayed her but burning down like if you could notice like the difference between like audience reactions when like before everybody surrendered it was like yeah danny burn them all down after the bells rang it's like what are you doing what the mm. hell like at war we accept that soldiers kill people in the heat of battle but once they surrender and if a soldier kills the opposing enemy after they surrender then that's a war crime so yeah. there's there's those nuances and difference like okay danny what danny did was considered wrong on that spectrum since like okay if she was killing them before the bells rang okay that's fine but after that when everybody surrendered she had no reason to kill all these people the soldiers laid down their arms the people there were just innocent women and children and yeah there was just so many inconsistent illogical moves for the characters like as soon as the bells rang i thought that danny was going to just fly straight towards cersei and try to burn her down but no she just spent like half an hour just going around and burning innocent women and children i'm like what 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 are you doing like this isn't making any goddamn sense why would you kill all these people just go right for cersei she's getting away and honestly seeing cersei being burned alive would have been so much better than her having died in the arms of jamie in a very romeo and juliet kind of way in a pile of rocks oh god don't even get me started on jamie (laughs) don't even get me started on Jamie. yeah yeah like for me it was like 
Season three, I mean, sorry, episode three was when things started to go downhill for me in this season. The first two episodes I thought were good, but like in the back of my head, I was thinking, all right, there's only six episodes. Like this is, you guys are taking the, this pretty calmly. Like, should there be more happening? Is there just going to be a shit ton happening in the next couple episodes? And there was a shit ton happening, but it was so rushed. Like, they could have easily just extended this into way more episodes or at least another season. The thing with a long night, it was, like, now that I think back about it, yeah, like, first of all, I'm pissed off that it was so goddamn dark. Like, the, I know, like, the director <laughs> told everybody, that, oh, that you should adjust your TV settings. No, no, no. Fuck you, sir. Fuck you. Do not tell me to adjust my TV settings for this one goddamn episode when every other episode on this show has looked fine. Every other episode and every other show I've seen looks fine. Fix your own goddamn episode on your end. This all I'm is saying is the player didn't get nominated for best lighting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you did not win for directing, sir. Like, no, you didn't earn it. Not, this, not for that episode. Nope. You, you like, he earned, I think he won one for, like, maybe Battle of the Bastards or was at least nominated for, like, all right. That one was, I can yeah. see shit. It was well-coordinated. This one, like, even from, like, a strategic battle point, it was all over the place. Like, they started off with the Dothraki, and what would have they done if uh, Melisandre hadn't shown up? They would have literally just rode into the dark and gotten killed. At least Melisandre showed up to give them some lighting so they could see shit, but even though that didn't help much either. But, like, they were fucked from the beginning with that plan. I mean, it, it, it's not like it really mattered, because, like, no matter how many casualties they had, they just respawned, like, next episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the Dothraki, yeah. They just respawned, like, yeah. video game characters, so I guess. That doesn't matter either. Uh, but yeah, they should have usually just started off with the dragons to like, and then fiend like killed the remainder, the remaining whites that came through with their armies. But it was just a poorly planned battle, and like the battles with the dragons, I couldn't tell who the fuck was who. Like I was like, oh, oh my god, is that uh, is that the Night King that just ran into Jon Snow? Oh wait, no, it's Daenerys because it's super dark and they can't see shit. Oh, and then it was just like a lot of that back and forth. Like I can't tell who's who. Like, it's so dark that I can't even tell what color each dragon is. Like, who is, is that Daenerys? Is that Jon? Is that the Night King? I don't fucking know. The only it's thing that place. saves that episode is, like, the last five seconds. Of no, Arya not Kill even the last five seconds. The last, like, full, like, two minutes where Theon yeah. dies. And then Homegirl stabs, goes and puts in that work. <laughs> as one Canadian rapper would say. <laughs> yeah. But even, like, Arya just killing the Night King out of thin air was like, oh, really? That's how, like, in, like they set up this whole For thing John. of, like, Jon Snow versus the Night King to duel it out. Like, I know there was some foreshadowing with, like, the whole Arya, blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, whatever. But it was, like, you know what it kind of reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, The Dark Knight Rises. <sighs> when, at the <sighs> very end, when Batman and Bane are duking it out, and then Catwoman shows up out of nowhere and shoots Bane. That's yep. what it felt like to me. It was like, oh, well, like this, these two characters didn't even interact. And that's how you killed like this big villain that has been like tormenting the hero for all this, his entire journey. It's been like challenging him emotionally, physically, like mentally. And then, nope, just some other side character just comes out of nowhere and just shoots him. And Damn, Jose, you just dead. reminded me why I hate The Dark Knight Rises so much. <laughs> what? But it's yeah, not kinda... because Batman just goes from the Middle East all the way to Gotham City and it's just because that he's too. Batman? No. They they kept that oh, in the okay. show too. They people teleport all, all yeah. over the place too. So listen, Nightcrawler's getting tired. You guys, you got to call in magic. Magic <laughs> Rasputin will help you out. You know what this season reminds me of? Actually, 
Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo, like in what way? it's just a condensed version of everything that you wanted to see about the characters, but with almost none of the context and none of the great journey. It's just like and a no highlight. Billy reel. D. Williams. Exactly, no Billy D. Williams. I mean, no Donald Glover either. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got things true. to do. He's got things to do. <laughs> he's the father of. And two. Atlanta's got two seasons back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Back to true. Back. But yeah, overall, they're like what I think they should have done is just like. Uh, Brian Cogman was quoted by uh, George R. R. Martin as being the third head of the dragon after Benioff and Weiss. So they should have just given him showrunner duties for like the next couple seasons. And then Benioff and Weiss can do like Star Wars or whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And they could just focus on that as opposed to just rushing this whole season to a clumsy conclusion. Forgetting Starbucks cups are being left out. Forgetting all about water bottles. Danny kind of forgetting about the Iron Fleet just because she was flying up in the air. Completely missed the Iron Fleet was right below her. They took out a dragon. But then the next episode, she used the only dragon to, like, fucking annihilate everybody. So I guess she didn't need the, those other two dragons after all. This they were whole just dead exactly. Pretty much, I guess, yeah. Only one dragon was needed. Fuck the other two, I guess. Like, all this, like, hype about the three heads of the dragon. The, the John riding a dragon, uh, magic carpet style. Like, that was all for shits and giggles. I mean, it was. Yeah. The Asaurusai thing, the theory of, like, the prince that was promised. Uh, I think part of the theory was that, like, he would uh, restore the balance after the long night. And I know, like, in Asaurusai, he had to, like, kill his wife through his sword, which I guess kind of happened because he had to kill... John had to kill Daenerys, but that's that's pretty much all that happened Asaurusai-wise. I theory. mean, John's still a prince, but, you know... Yeah, but it doesn't fucking matter now. He's a Targaryen. Nobody gives a shit. Varys literally died because of that. No one gives also a fucking true. shit. Bran's just king now. Maybe because Bran's of reasons. The prince that was promised. Because of Bran. <laughs> oh, Bran. Bran. Raising no, Bran crying. Hear me out. What if democracy was the prince that was promised? <laughs> and everybody laughed it off. <laughs> oh, democracy. You're funny. Yeah. They, they settle for an electoral college, and that's as good as it's going to get for democracy. That's fair. That is accurate. Yeah, they said like, well, fuck everybody else's opinion. We're just gonna we're just gonna rotate kings every other every time that uh, a king dies, and then Sansa has to remind everybody, hey guys, but like remember, Bran's dick doesn't work. So what are we gonna do? It's like, oh, okay, we'll just rotate. And the first we'll thing, find like, sooner or later. Yeah, and Bran was settling for that nickname, Bran the Broken. It's like, all right, the first thing I'm gonna do as king is y'all are gonna stop calling me broken. You could call me literally anything else, Bran the All Knowing, Bran the Three Eyed Raving. Brand the broken fuck out of here with that shit. Come on, guys. Put some respect on my name. I'm the fucking king, for God's sakes. I'm not going to respect Brand. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Yo, Brand finna throw hands. And that's why he's so unkinglike. Like, he just stuck with the, like, yeah, Brand the broken. I don't care. Thing, Material things are mean nothing to me. And that's why his reign probably will last, like, a quick second, and then everybody's going to get pissed off at him. Yeah. yeah. True. <sighs> yeah, there's so many things I could have done differently. Like... For me, the uh, I guess well the show as a whole, I still enjoy the show, but like yeah, it always happens with like good shows that when they get to the last season, the last couple episodes, they always fuck it up at the very end. Like it happened with uh, Dexter, Lost, a lot of people had issues with Sopranos, Seinfeld, How I Met Your Mother, fucked it up right in the finale. <laughs> Martin, but, yeah, I guess. but there's like a bunch of lawsuits with Martin Evangelion. No, that was fucked from the start. Don't you ever bring that up again. <laughs> You had one shot, Brandon, and you, 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 you used it. You used it. Jesus Christ. How dare you? How dare you bring that up? If I can't fall asleep tonight, I'm going to fucking slap you the next time I see you. How dare you, Brandon? 
yeah, that's basically my feelings for the last season. Could have been a lot better, went a lot worse than expected. And there's so many things we could have done a lot differently. And going into things we could have done differently, Austin, let's go into what you got for us here. So I actually thought that the first 50 minutes of the last episode was good. I just think that the last half hour was underwhelming and infuriating, like I've said before. So I think what they should have done is basically when they're all gathered together trying to figure out the next king, they actually go with one king or queen for each uh, house. So like seven houses, seven rulers. And each ruler is decided by, you know, amongst the people of the respective houses. And I think that would have been cool because we would have had, instead of just Sansa's King of the North, uh, Queen of the North thing, which ran pretty hollow because it wasn't much of a difference. And it was weird to have just the North a free nation and no one else be free. So we just see the seven houses and their, their seven respective thrones, so to speak. And then it becomes its namesake, Game of Thrones, plural, not Game of Thrones, so to speak. You could say that's nailing it on the head too much, but I mean, it's better than what we what we got. Yeah, makes perfect I, sense to me. I think uh, I would have liked to have made it clear that Jon Snow was not going to be a part of the Night's Watch ever again. Because I couldn't tell, personally, if he was leaving for good or if he was just escorting the wildlings north of the yeah. wall. It I doesn't even matter. matter. Yeah, because there's, there's yeah. nothing to guard up there in the north now. And if he's ahead of the Night's Watch, his sister is the Queen of the North, who's going to tell him no if he decides to leave I mean, Isn't not? he technically King of the North? Right. Just, you know, the king beyond the wall? Yeah, king, yeah, he could be King beyond the wall. Nobody's going to give a shit. Like, yeah, like, go ahead, do it. Sansa isn't going to tell, like, Grey Worm. <laughs> I'm imagining how that conversation would go. Grey Worm would probably try to kill I mean, her. Grey Worm so. is probably already dead. <laughs> yeah, he got killed by the butterflies and nah. Oh yeah, that's true. Like literally, John could have just been a free man after as soon as like Grey Worm left. Like, okay, guys, he's gone. All right, John, you're you're good now. Like, just chill. Yeah, chill, bro. <laughs> you don't gotta worry about anything. Basically. Yeah, because like Noth is all the way in Essos, so how the fuck are they gonna know what John is up to in Westeros? It's true. Like truthfully, what are they gonna do? Come back and like kill him? Oh man, you're gonna have to do that. That's gonna take you like what a couple months to get there. Then you gotta find him. Then you gotta go north. You might die on that ride north in the freezing cold winds because you might go during winter, which we know lasts a long time. All I'm saying is that's not yeah, a good okay. enough risk. They'll just find him in the same the same episode. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Teleportation. Forgot yeah, about tele- that. Yeah, teleportation happens in now. But yeah, they'll all be dead by butterflies, so nobody gives a shit. All right, Austin, do we want to go into the script you've prepared for us to see what changes you'd make? That's what you guys want to do. Hey, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed our show so far. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to our other podcast, Scraptitude, hosted by Tim Lewis and Jeff Akins. If you're a fan of boxing, mixed martial arts, or both, Scraptitude is the show for you. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram, at Scraptitude, and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or your podcast app of choice. To listen to our live reading of Austin's script, click on the link in the description for this episode. Now, back to the show. Chris and Brandon, you guys have any ideas of like what you would have done differently had it been up to you? You don't have to read a full script, <laughs> yeah, but just say. like, what would yeah. you have done? Oh man, I Ooh. have to come after that. Fuck. <laughs> um, 
honestly, I would have just extended the season and made it 10 episodes and given like just way more background into people's decisions and make it more like how the first couple seasons were where you get to Mm -hmm. see how everybody's going to try and backstab each other and everything like that. But I also, and this is a very controversial thing, I would have let Cersei win. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because, like, the entire taking out the dragons, like, and you have one dragon left and the dra- that dragon goes super-powered? No, I'm, I'm not into that. Make it realistic. Take out all the weapons and let Cersei win. That actually would have been a really big surprise yeah. if Cersei had won because yeah. everybody predicted that she would lose. And this show has done a really good job of making it seem like characters aren't really completely evil. They just have their own agendas with a couple of exceptions. Like, Jamie everybody thinks is completely evil but he gradually start to see that he has honor and that he does things for a reason he's called the kingslayer by everybody but it later comes out the king would have killed everybody if he had not king killed him first yeah like there's levels to like what everybody's doing and maybe letting cersei win as a whole would have changed something but honestly i would not have seen that coming and i would have gladly taken that over brand the broken would you have done any like kind of come on up in this for cersei like, even though she's queen. Yeah, like... no, she would lose her kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she would have lost would... the kid. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Miss Carrie. Miss Carrie Hard. So she would have been still the queen, but basically all alone in her kingdom. Yep. No Jamie, no baby. Yeah. I would have killed Jamie. I would have killed Jamie oh, very okay. quickly. How would you have done it? Uh, honestly, I would have let Jamie get killed by a dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. Damn. <laughs> I feel like that's just the way that he would have gone out. Yeah, he almost went out that way last season, so yeah. Yeah, let Jamie die in war. He's a soldier. Damn. How about you, Brandon? Any thoughts on what you would have done differently? Similar to Chris, I would have extended it to 10 episodes. Honestly, I would have had the last two seasons be 10 episodes, so like we could have gotten more time. We basically lost 70 hours of screen time. Honestly, I would have killed most of the folks during the the long night, and I probably I would have made that a two parter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that being yeah, a two parter would have been a great a idea, and had more lighting. Had a two parter. Theon dying was perfect. He went out well. I would have had Jamie die in that battle. Honestly, everyone that I would have killed off died in that battle except Jamie, because like I would have let Brienne live a little bit. They already had their um moment, so you know they could die. Maybe Gendry can get offed. It's cool to have Gendry there and all, but I mean, I think everyone kind of needs to lose someone, and that could affect yeah, the true. rest of the characters as they move on through the season. Plus, also, Jamie dying would have affected both Cersei and Brienne, and that would have been interesting. This is going to sound wild, very controversial. I would have cut the Clegane Bowl. You would have gotten rid of the Clegane Bowl? It's unnecessary. It's pure fan service. I heard a lot of people online saying they didn't like it either. It was very yeah. underwhelming. It was fan service for the sake of fan service that they didn't yeah. even do well. How would you have changed the fate for both the Mountain and the Hound, Brandon? Honestly, I would have subverted it a bit. Since we're doing subversions anyways, I would have just had the building fall on them both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yes. they get crushed by rocks yeah. instead of Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> I mean, at that point, that would have given real weight to Cersei having issue with Daenerys outside of the fact that she's just another queen trying to take her throne. She's like, oh yeah, you didn't come to our aid. Yeah, well, my brother did and he died and now I'm going to kill you because of it giving them actual reasons outside of just politics to hate each other yeah make it more personal. personal so that way when she kills Missandei it's not just because she can it's because she has a reason Cersei is yeah she's not my favorite character she's my favorite villain but there's a method to her madness even if she's not the best planner because she's a short-term planner not a long-term planner she's an opportunist but that one would have made it fiercely personal losing Jamie. 
Yeah, I for one thought she had like some sort of backup plan the whole time, but, like in case they lose against the White Walkers. Oh, no. Because in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, oh, like okay, she has something up her sleeve. Because why is she being a, a bitch and just be like, nah, I'm not gonna help anybody out. It must be because like, all right, she has some sort of plan to deal with like whoever wins at the end. But it was just like, nah, but, like whoever won won, and then she's gonna take him on with the Golden Army who didn't do jack shit. Yeah, pretty much. Except get paid and then get and then get killed. <laughs> And die instantly. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, that's really it for me. Mm. What I would have done differently would probably be starting with the long night, definitely add more lighting, go into more of the history behind why the Night King was after Bran, and sort of actually explore the whole John versus Night King battle. And then Arya can come in for the assist if when, like, the Night King's about to kill John, and then she can swoop in for the kill. That would at least make more sense. They at least have a final confrontation between the Night King and Jon going head to head. Kind of like Obi-Wan and Anakin in Mustafar. Like, well, not flipping lightsabers around, but the general gist of it. Like, it feels like an impending doom to save Bran's life. And then in the last second, then, okay, Arya could have, like, used her face swapping skills or something. Like, why the fuck did she learn that for? Just to kill off, what's his name from Harry Potter, the janitor? Filch. Uh, oh, Filch. Yeah, uh, what's his name in this show? Walder Frey. Uh, the guy behind the red wedding Walder Frey yep Walder Frey thank you yeah because really that's all she used it for after she got out of faceless man training oh my god you're right I forgot about that kill Walder Frey there's so many subplots that just died yeah pretty much they set so many things up and they just Yep, the whole OSRSI thing. Also would have done, like, extended it so, like, Danny's heel turn would have done differently. Yeah. I would not have had Varys do, like, the obvious reveal so early on. Like, oh, I know that John Citroën, fuck Daenerys, I'm just going to switch sides immediately. That made no sense to me. So would have extended that more through a couple more seasons and get that kind of descent into madness for Danny. Like, yeah, a lot of the people that she loved died in the long night, died in battle. We would lose, like, Missandei, Grey Worm slowly. And then when she's completely isolated all alone, her nephew doesn't want to fuck her anymore. Then she would turn mad and then her descent into madness would make more sense than just, like, randomly deciding to kill everybody after she's basically already won. And Cersei, I feel like I would have given a better death either at the hands of maybe Jamie. Like, what I would have done differently with Jamie was, like, instead of, like, him leaving Brienne in the middle of the night, what I would have done is, since they're already going to King's Landing anyway, I would have had just, like, once Jamie found out about it, Tyrion would have pulled him aside for, like, a side mission, being like, hey, make sure you ring those bells, because I know this bitch is getting a little too crazy. Basically, the same thing, but without the unnecessary, like, step of, like, him trying to run away and then getting kidnapped immediately after. That just seemed dumb. Like, why? Like, what? He just ran away and then immediately got caught. That's stupid. He just... They were going to King's Landing anyway. They might as well just, like, have Tyrion pull him for a side mission. Him trying to save Cersei, not just, like, to end up together, but, like, hey, I'm your, my sister. I still care about you. Let's get you out of here. And then realizing that she, there's no turning back for her, then basically just like ending her life or some some way that would have made more sense. And definitely not Bran as fucking king. I would have basically done what Austin did and just like separated into like the seven kingdoms. Because as soon as Yara heard that Sansa was getting her own kingdom, she would have been like, uh, excuse me, bitch. Fuck no, I want my own kingdom. I've been fighting for the Iron Islands this whole goddamn time. Fuck you for getting your own thing. That's a good point. She lost all her brothers, honestly. Yeah, she lost her brothers. Her dad died. Her uncle was crazy and tried to kill her. And so I, she earned her Iron Island kingdom. She earned the respect of her men. Like, Yara deserved a win. 
Yeah. And yeah, John being sent to the Night's Watch, it's uh, it's weird because like there's almost no point to the Night's Watch anymore. Why even like maybe they would have had them call it something different. Like the Night's Watch was no longer like this was basically basically the Night's Watch would be like the TSA for the Northern, the Wilders <laughs> and the Northerners. Check everybody's bag. Make sure nobody's uh, carrying anything from beyond the wall. Okay, you're good to go, so, etc. Are they going to be like the real TSA where they change the walls every <laughs> sure. time? Maybe. I'm sorry to cut in. I'm going to have to head out, but I'm going to let you guys finish up. All right, Brandon. You head out and um, we'll take it from here. So, yeah, basically that's my take for what I would have done differently. And I'm curious yeah. to know what you guys think how the prequel series is going to turn out and how different that what might happen in the novels. So to start off with a prequel series, we know it's going to be 3,000 years before the main show. So I don't think we're going to have most of the main houses. I think the Starks are still going to be there. But like, just curious, what do you, are you hyped for it? What do you expect kind of to happen? This Crystal. is a really hot take. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should do the prequel series. Oh, okay. You want to explain like, I think I think that they should let this show just lie where it stands. Because they already made enough, like, wild decisions as it is. So just, like, I don't know. Just let it ride out on the legs that it had. You guys wanted to end it this way. You gotta end it this way. You're gonna... I feel like they're gonna try and use the prequel series to make up for lost um, storylines and things like that. Even though it's set so separately from the actual show. I have this strange feeling that they're gonna be like, Oh, we're gonna do a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it's just like, no. You made your bad lay in it. And just live with it. Live with your bad decision making. You guys aren't doing Confederate. Good job. You learned from your mistakes. Now keep learning from your mistakes and don't retread history that you guys are going to have to make up. George R.R. R. Martin's not going to help you with this, and we all know that. Oh, yeah, he is going to help them and forget about finishing his novels. Exactly, and that's the other thing. Like, I think he needs to finish the books and he needs to finish it yeah. in a very divergent way from what we got on this show. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Austin? Are you psyched for the prequel series or are you kind of like just nah about it? Uh, I couldn't care less. I think HBO thought that season eight was going to be much bigger and grander and have a much better reaction than it got. So now I wouldn't be surprised if they just do away with the prequel series. Um, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to watch it before season eight, back when I still thought Game of Thrones was good. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't care to see how the sausage is made. I just want the sausage. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, with George R. R. Martin, I think he's if he's going to finish it, he's probably going to finish it the way he was always going to finish it. And I think that meant including making Bran the like king. But since he has like two or three novels, he would probably be able to build it better yeah. than two episodes. Yeah, uh, he has two novels left, and each of them are going to be like three thousand pages long. So he has right. plenty of time. Right. If I was a betting man, I would say he's probably never going to finish the books. <laughs> I think his writing days are done in terms of finishing the Game of Thrones books. I don't think he's really wanted to finish them for a couple of years now. So I don't think this is going to be you know, a new development. But if he does finish it, I might read them just to get a good ending from Game of Thrones because we certainly didn't get it in the show. Yeah, true. because I think what he said, uh, George R. Martin said for the novels that there are going to be some similarities, but it's going to diverge. Like I think, yeah, like you said, Bran being king was one of the things he told the showrunners. But like, that's also on the showrunners. If they, because I think they, what happened was the showrunners talked to George R. R. Martin as soon as they were starting to film season four because they knew like, all right, we're going to catch up to the books. So George, how does everything end? 
end. He's like, well, I'm not quite sure how everything ends, but here are basically where each character is going to end up. So my thing is, like, if they knew that Bram was going to end up as king, then what the fuck was everything that happened? Like, all they had from the books was up until he reached the three-eyed raven and the tree in the forest. And that's why Bran skipped out a whole season. So if they knew they had to get him from point A to point B, they should have had him do shit that made sense for him to be king. Like, don't just make him the creepy weirdo that doesn't say shit. And then, oh, okay, now I'm king. The last third eye raven wasn't, like, so robotic in the way he spoke and everything. He spoke like a normal person. So I would say, like, make Bran more like that. Make him more king-like. So that way, when he is named king, if he is meant to be king, it makes sense. And it's just not like, what the fuck? It's like appointing Snoop Dogg for office. Like, who the fuck picked this guy? Hey, 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 hey. We live in an existence where Donald Trump is the U.S. president. I don't I don't think we can yeah. just throw like, it's not far. Right yeah, now. it's not far-fetched, but, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely going to be a lot more differences because I know, like, at least in the books as of now, there is no Night King. The White Walkers just exist as this kind of, I think George R. R. Martin made them as kind of like like the Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It's just these beings that create and carry death wherever they go. So there's definitely not going to be a scene where, like, I don't, at least I personally don't think there's going to be a Night King at all in the novels. If we haven't gotten one at this point. I don't think there's going to be any now. So I think the way they're defeated will be handled much differently in the novels. That makes sense. I can get behind that. Yeah, then then in the novels, there's all, all these prophecies that just didn't come to fruition in the books. Like for Cersei in the, I think it was season four that we got a scene when she was little and she went to a witch and they gave her a premonition that all her kids were going to die and she would become queen, but the king wouldn't be any of the father of any of them. And in the book, there was an extra line that you, she will die at the hands of the Valonkir, which is Valerian for little brother. So we didn't know if that meant Tyrion or Jaime. So I'm assuming George R. R. Martin's going to fulfill that prophecy and either Tyrion or Jaime is going to kill Cersei in the novels. Hmm. I can believe in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really interested to see how things diverge from there. Because there's a lot of characters in the books that are still alive that are not alive in the show. Like, Ram- well, we haven't gotten to the Battle of the Bastards yet in the sh- in the novels, so Ramsey's still around. Mance Rider's still around. True. And then Mance Rider. And there's, there's a bunch of other characters, like Caitlin Stark is back as Lady Stoneheart in the books. Once she died in the show, she's dead. She doesn't come back as a zombie. Is Ygritte still alive in the books? No, she died the same way as in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think as where the novels are, John has basically just died at the hands of the Night's Watch, similar to what happened in the season five finale. But there was no Night King. He just came and went back from Hardhome. There was no big epic battle that happened there. Arya, I think, last in the novels, I think she's still training with the Faceless Men. Tyrion just met up with Jorah Mormont to go meet up with Danny, but he hasn't met her yet in the novels. Danny's still ruling over that new kingdom. There's no sense of the harpies there yet, I believe. And Sansa went on a completely different path. Her friend, Jane Poole, pretended to be Arya, and that's who married Ramsay Bolton in the books. So Sansa's still with Littlefinger up in the veil in the novels. So Hmm. it'll be very interesting to see where her path leads. And yeah, for me, as for the prequel series, it like I'm interested in what they do, but at this point, it's kind of like I'm curious about it, but I'm not exactly hyped for it. Like, yeah, it's 3,000 years before the main series, so I'm more interested to see, like, are they going to bring anything new to the table? So I'll probably peek out the first couple episodes, see if it's any good or not. But if it doesn't live up to the hype of the first seasons of this show, then I probably won't follow it anymore. But yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with it now that they've gone beyond the novels. And they're trying to do their own thing without Benioff and Weiss. These are new writers, too. So maybe they'll give, give us a better ending to this series. Who knows? One would hope. <laughs> All right. 
the Emmys, Game of Thrones picked up quite a few wins for the many nominations they had. They had a record of, I believe, 32 nominations. Out of those 32, they won 10 of those. Most of them in the technical field. So they won for Best Casting for Drama Series, Best Main Title Design, Best Stunt Coordination, Best Sci-Fi and Fantasy Costumes, Best Visual Effects, Best Single Camera Picture Editing for The Long Night. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Outstanding Makeup Non-Prosthetic, uh, Music Composition for a Series, and Outstanding Sound Editing and Sound Mixing. And for the creative Emmys, and then for the primetime Emmys, it only won two. One for Peter Dinklage for Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, and the big award of the night for Outstanding Drama Series, which I feel was more earned for, like, the show as a whole than this past season. Yeah, the Emmys like to award legacy and for innovation, not innovation, but something being brand new. So, like, the first season of a show will win as opposed to the second season of another show, but, like the last season of a show is likely to win as opposed to like the third season of another show mm-hmm. i guess yeah, is a good sense. way to explain that that's why you have um oh what's a great example of this marvelous mrs Maisel winning last year with its first season over atlanta even mm-hmm. though atlanta's second season is a better show they like to reward the new idea more so than the older thing. But this year, Game of Thrones wins over like Better Call Saul, Bodyguard. Yeah, Bodyguard, This Is Us, shows of that elk. Yeah. Because it's a legacy. And also yeah. it's a four-peat. Yeah, I think that makes sense because they've won a couple Emmys already for this category. Yeah. The last four seasons have won every time it was nominated for Best Drama. Mm, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just to round up the package and not because this season was particularly better, but because, like you said, yeah. Chris, legacy. The legacy. And kind of same thing for Peter Dinklage as a Tyrion. I didn't think he particularly stood out as being a great actor this season. He earned that in season four with the whole scene with the trial. I was like, yeah, you need to give that man the Emmy right now. Yeah. Honestly, I thought there was going to be more vote splitting. Just because there's like one, two, there's three Game of Thrones cat actors in there. Yeah. There's only one guy from This Is Us. There's one guy from House of Cards. And there's two people from Better Call Saul. I was hopeful that there was going to be more vote splitting to swing anybody else's way. Mm-hmm. Just so it'd be like a, you know, like a nice surprise. Peter Dinklage yeah. was not a surprise to win for that. Peter Dinklage yeah. is also the only actor from like the main cast to win for this show. Yeah. Like like you said, of course, I thought like since this for this Emmys Awards, they awarded more people like they nominated more people from the show than they have in previous years. I thought yeah. that maybe one of them had better chance of winning. I mean, they didn't nominate. Uh, what's her name? They didn't nominate Gwendolyn Christie. She nominated herself. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she nominated. Yeah. That, that's a trick. And I think a couple of them did the same thing. Gwendolyn Christie, Alfie Allen nominated himself. Yeah. And I want to say Sophie Turner and Macy Williams might have done the same thing. I think that they were put up by HBO. Oh, okay. But yeah, at but. least I know Wendelin Christie and Alfie Allen for sure. Alfie Allen's like, ooh, that was a surprise because I don't remember Theon doing much besides like coming in the beginning and then dying. Yeah. So prop, props to him for having the balls to nominate him. So I was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to throw my head in my name in the, in the ring, guys. Got to let you know, I'm still around. I did mm-hmm. it. I'm not just Lily Allen's silly younger brother <laughs> who just sits in his room and smokes weed all day like the song says. <laughs> yeah, for the other supporting actresses, I thought they would have earned it for, like, past seasons. Like, Lena Headey in season two was fantastic. Yeah. She should have got one there. For this season, she just kind of, like, sat around and drank wine. Yeah, but then again, she loses it to Jodie Comer, and if you watch Killing Eve, her take as Villanelle is 
really honestly breathtaking. Oh, okay. So that was well learned for that actress. Yeah, she is an amazing villain. She is up there with Lena. So, oh, wait. Okay. One good second. That Lena was in supporting actress in a drama series. Yeah, I supporting. just did the one for lead actress. Oh, um, really? Yeah. The supporting actress, Julia Garner. I don't actually. I'm oh, gonna bring for up Ozark. A question. Um, nobody watched Ozark, so I don't know how good or bad of an actress she is. So I'll just say, she. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, I've she, seen, I think she's on Barry. I've seen her in other things. Like I know I've seen her in like random shows here and there, but I just haven't I just haven't watched Ozark, so I have no oh, idea. Oh no. She's not on Barry. She's on she's in Dirty John. She's good in Dirty John. Uh the last thing I remember seeing her was in like uh, the New Sin City. What else did I see her in? Oh, she's in the Americans. She's in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, is she? Yeah. That means she has Credits. Oh, Waco. I saw her in that. That was like a mini series with uh, Michael Shannon and uh, Taylor Kish, aka Gambit from X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, and one of the Culkins. <laughs> yep. And that was about the um, kind of like the cult that happened in Waco, Texas. Oh, and Melissa Benoist is in this too. Wait, wait, wait. This is about a 51 day standoff in 1993 between the FBI and ATF. Yep. And a religious faction, the Branch Davians. Wow. Okay. Davidians, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, not going to say anything to that. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not going to make the obvious joke that's just sitting right in front of us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that they, I think the legacy of the show deserved to be, deserved to take home something. I'm just happy it didn't take home anything for writing or directing because oh, yeah. it didn't deserve it at all. Absolutely not. I was ready to throw my remote at the screen had they won for writing. I was like, yeah. you better fucking not. Which episode is nominated for directing? The three of them. The Iron, Iron Throne, The Last of the Starks, that's the one with the Starbucks cup, and The Long Night. I actually had one thing I was going to say. If The Last of the Starks is not the episode I'm thinking of. Oh, no. I take that back. The Last of the Starks, I could have gotten behind that winning. Because David Nutter has done, like, a bunch of great episodes for them, so. Yeah, like, a, same thing with, like, David Nutter and Michael Sapochnik. They've done great episodes for the show, but, like, these two in particular didn't really strike me as the ones that, like, deserve winning. The Long Night was too fucking dark. Stop making your argument for it, Miguel Spaganek. Like, it's not working. David Nutter, you missed a Starbucks cup, sir. You missed yeah. a Starbucks cup. I honestly wonder why they didn't nominate the first episode of the season. That yeah, was like, I'm surprised. Yeah, like, the first two, would have I would have easily gotten behind those. So I don't know why they didn't go with those instead. And for writing, only The Iron Throne was nominated. And that was, like, a straight nope for me. Yeah, that's not a well-written television. Not that's at just all. television. Yeah, and if you read the script itself that was released by the Academy, if real the, choppy uh, stuff right there. Real yeah, chop, chop, chop. Like the, you got, they got that nominated just because of the legacy, but not because they deserved it in any other respect. Yeah, Austin, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I don't really think they should have won anything this year, especially for legacy. I mean, you should earn it year by year. If you're gonna make legacy votes then why is it a year-by-year basis? So I don't think they should have won any. I mean, it, it was not a good season. So I, I, I don't think they're deserving of any awards. Like the technical stuff, I could kind of see them winning, but like at least I'm glad they only won two out of the main awards. They really didn't deserve much of them, for this season at least. Yeah. All right. So we've gone through our Emmy nominations. So let's dive into any last hot takes you guys want to give. Chris, any hot takes? 
I think the show should have ended after the sixth season. After the sixth season? Yeah, I think the show went on too long. Wait, what's the season that ends with Jon Snow dying? That might be season five, I think. Like, If it's season five, then I think it should have ended there. This entire, like the last three seasons aren't, they're just like very up and down for season six and season seven. And then season eight is just a mess at times. Honestly, I can't get, I can't like make heads or tails of it. But if you end it at like season five, it's at least like, I don't know, you can, you can hold your head high with how you end it there. Or you like make the last, like end of the entire show a movie. Five seasons and a movie. I could live with that. But well, no, that you just been... dragged it out into the yeah. last three. Would that have been better or worse for us? Because I think, like, if it's just one movie as opposed to three seasons, would we have gotten the same kind of rush kind of thing that we got with this past season? You know, it would have been rushed, but, like, you could at least use the excuse of, we made a movie, you guys, come on. As opposed to, we gave you three seasons of television and we still rushed it right at the end because we got to cram in all these details. Just get them in there. Just get them in there, you guys. Yeah. The last episode you? is the longest 80 minutes of rushing that I've ever felt in my entire life that is a good point yeah 80 minutes of just rushing just playing like all right let's get to the next thing fast and and then yeah very not british of them (laughs) very very not british of them indeed name a british show that goes longer than five seasons that isn't a soap opera well benioff and weiss are american so that's that might be it yeah maybe they just didn't learn maybe they weren't working with the right amount of british people they needed more like uh fleabag who just won like emmys for like best comedy series they're ending their show on season two like yeah they know like all right we ended on a high note guys this is it we're good well hold on that phoebe waller bridge is getting star wars money now so you know them checks cut differently (laughs) true yeah but yeah and she does like eve so oh okay again the checks cut differently but yeah at least she was like all right i'm gonna act write and produce this whole thing i'm gonna make it for two seasons that's it i'm gonna end it right where i wanted to Mm mm-hmm you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah. I think it should have been somewhere between 10 and 12 seasons. They did such a slow march that I think the only way to finish it properly would have to take more time. And if we got two more seasons, I think you could have the same ending. And at least then it would make more sense because you've taken the time to develop it. That's my hot take for Game of Thrones. I have a hot take for other things, though, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. We give us all the hot takes. Yeah, Baby, we got time. Baby Driver is massively overrated. It's just a movie about car racing and women as literal props. So it's, Fast and Furious? It's worse because it's trying to be new and different and it's trying to subvert the trope. It's like the pretentious man's Fast and Furious. Only Fast and Furious knows what it's doing and Baby Driver is just a wannabe. I don't I mean, I, Whoa, I'm gonna throw hands here. <laughs> I Fast and Furious it. gives women agency. Right. So it knows what it's doing. But there was no agency given in Baby Driver. Look at the main female character. She never gets to really make much of a choice throughout the entire show movie. Can't argue with that. Yeah, that's that's true. Everyone was saying how great it was, and I came out of the movies thinking, that's it? Really? I've seen that movie a million times. What makes that movie so special? The soundtrack. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the soundtrack's good, but it hides the fact that it's a really boring movie, the boring plot, and a boring ending. I wouldn't call it boring. 
rehashed, yeah, but a lot of the filming is an Edgar Wright movie, so it's the music goes with the editing. So yeah, sure, it might be tired, but I wouldn't call it boring. But that's that's my take at least. I'm biased though. I like that movie. Also, I know I'm randomly here. Hi guys. Hi. I like it to a point. I've now watched it like seven times and I like it visually like visually it slaps it slaps well but like it's not a very deep movie like musically it's great but like other than that like I'm not gonna say it's not boring plot wise to me I can see where you can see that Austin though but like yeah it's not like I liked it enough to say that this is a good movie when I saw it the first time in theaters but like I was I hope that I wasn't coming off singing its praises like it was nuanced brilliance and that Edgar was out here making cinema for everybody because he wasn't. I'm going to say I also kind of like this movie. Like I, <laughs> sorry, Austin, I think you might feel, but yeah, I mean, I like the soundtrack. Da, 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 da. Tequila. Like I liked it better than Drive. I'll say that much. Yeah. Like that movie with uh, Ryan Gosling. That one seemed pretentious to me. I thought it was going to get something like either this movie or Fast and Furious with Drive, but it ended up being just very slow Ryan Gosling doing his basic white dude face the whole time and just going through the motions the whole movie. At least this one had a bumping soundtrack to it. That's true. It's better than Drive, but Drive is, again, another massively overrated movie. So yeah. Drive funny. is just great visually. That's literally it. That's all Drive is. Good visuals. All right. Any other hot takes you want to draw for us, Austin? No, that's all my hot takes for now. Okay. So for me, the hot takes would be like, I think Game of Thrones should have gone on for a little longer at least. A few more episodes to round out the season to make everything just make more sense. Like I mentioned, I would have done like the different, the deaths a different way, the way that things wrapped up with the Night King. Arya would not have been just a random explorer. I know like she hinted it at one episode in the beginning, like, oh, I want to know what's west of Westeros. Fuck you. You got Bran to tell you that now. Like he sees everything. He can just send a raven to like, oh, what's west of Westeros? Easteros. Some other shit. (laughs) Easteros. (laughs) The other side of us. Yeah, the other side of Essos. You don't need to go full Christopher Columbus with it, Arya. Like, I can just tell you. Yeah, I feel like she could have done more with her character. Like, use that faceless assassin skill now. You have that now. Become an assassin. Something more interesting than just an explorer. That's my hot take for Game of Thrones. Brandon, since you're back, do you want to share your hot takes? I mean, I I probably sound like garbage, but I don't know. It's okay, post. (laughs) <laughs> will we though we only have it on here <laughs> you can still fix it in post <laughs> yeah I'll do what I can um, I don't have many hot takes on this I think I've said a lot on Game of Thrones it's still gonna have a rather strong legacy it is still a juggernaut of a series even if it ended up in free fall through the end but I don't know completely unrelated hot takes would, would involve series that Chris said I should no longer bring up so I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> bring up your other, yeah. No, yeah. you can do it now. Yeah. Austin brought up his hot <laughs> take for dri- Baby Driver, so, yeah. Okay, fine. I just got flamed, so. <laughs> <laughs> Step into the grill, Brandon. All right, well, I think I have fully processed Evangelion, and I think I'm ready to watch it. Clearly, I'm a glutton for punishment. Wow. You're ready to watch it, like, again? I or? take back what I said. Yeah. <laughs> keep that to yourself. <laughs> the shock Why? value is gone. The shock value's gone, so now I can actually look for something for anything I may have missed. What? Uh, Brandon, you're you're basically erasing your whole statement last. This last makes episode. no sense. No, no, I'm not. I just watched the shitty show. 
Maybe it'll be better the second time around. No, I never said I thought it was a shitty show. It didn't mean it wasn't fun to roast. But you could have fooled me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you kind of tore that one apart there, the last one. Eh, I'm the same person who watched Batman vs. Superman multiple times. That's I did true. too. Never I, did. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray, I'm sorry. Alright, Brandon, so I'm going to ask you this then. Like, alright, last episode you gave us reasons why not to watch the show. Now give me a reason to watch Evangelion. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get okay. going, guys. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm... I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. So I'll say this. It's very fascinating watching the characters before and after they basically get broken. Part of the thing with the characters is that they kind of get built up and you think that they have all of this. Well, they get all this character development and they essentially get broken by like the midpoint of the series. But other than that, it's very cinematic. The pacing is very intentional and you do get a bit of a look at the creator's own battle with depression and whatever mental illnesses he was going through at the time. That's something that very much comes across in the series and why it ends up seeming nonsensical. But from a standpoint of, you know, just the the shots that you would see from a directing standpoint, it's very, very cinematic and very interesting to watch. Just those points that I pointed out last episode, they'll still stand. But everything so, else is... Final like verdict, should I watch it or not? I would say take it slow if you watch. Watch it at your own risk. Watch it at your own risk. Don't binge it. It's not meant to be binged. (laughs) I made that mistake. Well, at least it's not too long, which I like about it. It's only like one season and two movies or something. They're doing like a rebuild of it right now, but that's not on Netflix. Don't worry about it. You don't have to watch the other. There's only one movie which is the end of Evangelion, but it's the, the show and then, the, and then that movie, basically. Okay. If I do, for some reason, end up watching it, it'll just be that, because I like my animes short and sweet. That's why I like Death Note. It was like just a finite amount of episodes. I can get through them quickly, one and done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to catch up on like the latest, uh, I don't know, like the newest episode of Naruto. I don't know how long One Punch Man has been going, but if it's more than the one season that's on Netflix, then yeah, that's too far gone for me guys they moved it to hulu so yeah there's a second season okay then yeah yeah too far gone for me now (laughs) (laughs) all right so i think that wraps everything up did austin head out then oh i'm still here okay okay (laughs) i took you seriously i did take you seriously you got too quiet so i was like all right yeah i thought you had to like drop dead at 10 okay all right Uh, so austin where can people one last take oh yeah and yeah this go is for it just Chris. generally something that i've said many a time i just think that what you call it stranger things is overrated Ooh. i think that stranger things is wildly overrated people who okay. love it and live and die by it you guys are overrating the shit out of that show i like that take i like stranger things but i also like that take i think it's fine i don't yeah. i don't think it's great i think that people love it because of all the nostalgia and all the like 80s and like little nerdy things that they embed in that show and that's just like it just cycles back that those feelings and things like that but i think it's overrated that's fair yeah i think it does rely a lot on nostalgia and to be fair i can't speak for every other netflix show but it's one of the better netflix shows compared to like a lot of the other stuff i know netflix has a lot of things but like I haven't seen but like that's the, the other thing it. like netflix has a lot of things and they've invested in a lot of different people's talent yeah. and like if it, you're good like you're gonna stand out and you're gonna look great but if you're bad you're just gonna fall into the mix yeah and like exactly. i think that it's like kind of just like false gold in a way or just like silver that looks like gold you know mm, i gotcha there's value in it but it's not what it says it is but it's good 
It's all right. All right. Any other flaming hot takes we want to drop? Mm, seriously, should have won in six. <laughs> seriously, should have won in six. Okay. Yep, I stand by that. R two D two is a Palpatine clone. <laughs> R two D two is a Palpatine clone. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, I'm really gonna believe you that like Ray. I'm 100 percent on the Ray is a Palpatine cl- clone. Yeah, this is now. this is the best idea I've heard in a while, honestly. Yeah. About what this like is. Like it has to be. Yeah, like after. Roll it again. Like after the last trailer, like all right, I, I believe it. I believe it. Palpatine clone. Yep, seems legit. Metachlorians. Okay, checks out. Metachlorians are just Palpatine clones. <laughs> Everything's a Palpatine clone. It's, always, it was it's funny Darth, when you call things Palpatine clones. <laughs> it was Darth Jar Jar all the whole time. And on that note, uh, Austin, where can people find you on social media? All right, so I misspelled something in my last plug. So I'm an idiot, but I'm going to get it right this time. On Instagram, I'm ahall3234. So A-H-A-L-L-3234. And... On Twitter, I'm ADW Austin. So it's capital A, capital D, capital W, capital A, and then lowercase U S T I N. All right. Chris, where can the people find you? I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at CWLKR20. All right. Brandon, where can the people find you? People can find me at BCKESSO on Twitter. And on Instagram at LD Chocolate. All right. And the people can find me on Twitter at SH1TJAYLOWSAYS. And now on Instagram at JDLA92. Hello, I'm Austin Hall, and here is your fact check. The Game of Thrones showrunners are David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Benioff once said, Themes are for 8th grade book reports. That explains a lot. The two of them have said that they had absolutely no idea how to work with costume designers and described their experience making the Game of Thrones show as an expensive film school. The showrunner's next project was set to be Confederate, which asked the question no one wanted answered. What would have happened if the South won the Civil War? Luckily for us, it is no longer in development. Thank God. There was a Game of Thrones prequel pilot that starred Naomi Watts, but it was cancelled. Yet, the prequel series, based on the Game of Thrones companion book, Fire and Blood, has been ordered by HBO. It will be titled House of the Dragon and is set 300 years before the events of the Game of Thrones original TV series. In 2015, Michael Lombardo, the HBO programming president at the time, said that they would love for the show to go for 10 years. George R.R. Martin, who created the novels that inspired the show, has not finished the series, and we do not know at this time if or when he will. This means he could change his mind and make up a new ending or stick with his outlines. Who knows? Instead of 70 hours of content lost by cutting the final two seasons down to 13 total episodes, seven hours were cut down. Finally, Baby Driver, the 2017 action film written and directed by Edgar Wright, stars Lily James as Miles, a.k.a. Baby Driver's lover, Deborah. And that's our show. Nerdcraft Nation is a production of Rising Young Minds, hosted by Austin Hall, Jose Lopez, Brandon Kessley, and Chris Walker. 
Our theme music was composed by Daniel Farris. If you'd like to keep up with the show, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NerdCraftNation, like us on Facebook, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Be sure to leave a review if you can. If you'd like to send us a voice message, please check out our show notes for our voicemail inbox.